Dave Moore on Today FM podcast. Joining me this morning is Ella Mills, who you may know as Deliciously Ella. Almost three million followers on all the social medias, Ella. Uh, and your food, of course, stocked all around the supermarkets and your book's out as well. Healthy Made Simple is the new book. And what I love about it is that it is exactly what it says on the cover of the book, that you're trying to make the healthy option for people when it comes to food a little bit easier, right? A little bit easier and a lot more delicious, I think. Mm. The delicious part is key because ultimately for healthy habits to last, they have to be plausible in your real life and you have to enjoy doing them. Because yeah. if you don't, you're going to give up tomorrow. And this is not about a six-week plan. This is about looking after your health for the rest of your life. So let's not do anything that feels depressing. Yes, definitely not. And and the book does approach everything that way. In fact, you make promises in the book, which I quite like. Uh, can you talk us through a couple of them? Because I think... They will kind of give people a, a sense of where you're coming from with this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, I'm a working mom. I've got two little kids. They're three and they're four. And, you know, I understand that what it's like. You have so little time. So our intentions and our reality are often quite far apart. And <laughs> yeah. anyone who's set a January resolution is probably nodding along to this, thinking like, <laughs> I want to get healthy in 2024, but I'm so busy. Life runs away from me. And so it's thinking like, how do you find that sweet spot between flavor, nutrition, simplicity, satisfaction? And that was where the promises come in. Right. So it's under 30 minutes and it's less than 10 ingredients. And like, then no more than five steps, only because I hate it when you open a recipe. And, and it's, it's not even necessarily that complicated, but it feels yeah. not not easy to digest as a premise. And so it, you need to open it and be like, I can do this on a Tuesday. And that's what it's all about. This isn't about saying everyone needs to go plant-based or everyone needs to only ever eat broccoli. This is about saying, let's just not have two thirds of our calories from ultra processed food. Not a let's, bad show. You know, that's a good idea, right? Let's eat more fruit and veg. Let's eat more plants. We know it's good for our health. We know it's good from an environmental perspective. But let's be realistic with what we can achieve. So let's do it in a way that that works on a Monday night after work. See, that's what I really like about the way you approach this because you would could quite easily, you know, be on some kind of a high horse and saying everyone needs to eat plants all the time and, you know, here's my book telling you exactly how to do that. And then it wouldn't be achievable and accessible and relatable because, like, say, for example, you and I were talking to this journal, Olivia Rodrigo there. Like, we probably try in our house to eat meat-free maybe twice a week if we can. So it could be, you know, egg pasta or it could be something like the lemony pea and broccoli I cooked last night. But something like that where you can make a small dent into the ultra-processed everything else that goes on, it does make a difference, right? It makes a massive difference. And that's what it's about. Like, more is more. Done is better than perfect. This isn't about trying to overhaul everything tomorrow. There are no silver bullets, magic answers in life. This is about small, simple changes that you genuinely enjoy doing. And like I was saying to you, ultimately, you and your family loved that meal, which is amazing. It makes me so happy. But the brilliant thing about that is your kids might say, oh, daddy, can we have that one again? Yeah. Or you're always just saying your wife enjoyed it. And so you'll want to put it back on the menu. And so you might find a year from now, two years from now, you're doing it a little bit more than you're doing it today. And that's because you enjoyed it. It starts to feel easy. And that's what it's about. Like, I love this idea of small daily habits. Like, every day, ask yourself, what is the one thing I'm going to do today to help myself? One thing, Just yeah. one thing. You mm. might go for a walk on your lunch break. You might make a stir fry for dinner or a tray bake. You could make the lemony pea and broccoli pasta. <laughs> but it's just one thing. And it becomes so much more manageable than thinking you've got to do all of that. Yeah, if you, if you set yourself up and say, right, we're changing everything in the house and we're no, we're throwing out all of these things. We're, no, just make no. the one change. Just make the one change. Think about like getting 1%. You know, you want to get healthier this year. You want to have more energy. You want a stronger immune system. You want to sleep better. You want 
want better mood, better gut health, etc. Just get 1% closer every day. And that 1% happens by doing one small thing. Yeah, there are lovely tips actually in the book as well. And one of them is start slowly, which I think we're kind of covering there, which is to do the one thing. But another one I really like is cook once uh, cook once, eat twice. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> make sure I get it right. But cook once, eat twice, because there's nothing like having some more. And I suppose, yeah, we all know about leftovers. That's fine. But I think you kind of put it up in such a way to me makes so much sense, which is when you're cooking, actively add more. In other words, make more than you need, because then you will definitely have stuff for, for the next day. Exactly. So it's deliberate leftovers not Mm. accidental leftovers and it is that again it's this idea that like life is busy we're all juggling lots of things we might want to eat well for dinner tonight but then we've got so much admin to do and washing and emails and all the rest of it and it doesn't happen but actually maybe you did have time yesterday and if you were going to chop an extra onion and an extra carrot and open an extra tin of lentils it's only adding like two or three minutes to whatever you're doing yeah but then you've got a whole extra meal or maybe two or three extra meals. And it's the same. Like, it's expensive to buy lunch when you're out. It tends, again, to be ultra-processed food. Mm. To swap that, you could just have more of what you made for dinner. And often these things taste nicer as they marinate in the flavors as well. And so I think it's just helping yourself out. It's not easy always to eat well. And I think so much of that is the reason that often we don't end up making the changes that we want. So it just help yourself out when you can. Yeah, well, the the title of the book is Healthy Made Simple and that is definitely what it sets out to achieve and I genuinely think it does achieve with the prep ahead stuff as well as brilliant. Breed has been in touch all the way from Paris. Ella, to send you a little message. Hey Dave, this is Breed here in Paris. I'm actually a huge fan of Ella. I had her very first book and not only is her food like kind of health orientated, but it's also so good and so comforting. Uh, I love her food. Like, she's really, really, really good. And she doesn't make things really boring. I absolutely love her. I think she's awesome. There you go. How about that? I think she's awesome. (laughs) There is a really good point, though, because plant-based food for people outside of the plant-based world, so those of us who maybe just eat whatever's in front of us kind of thing, can think, oh, there's never going to be any depth of flavour or there's never going to be these things that we expect from meat-based dishes. But I think that's kind of something you're tackling in this, is that often... They're just tricks. They're just skills to learn that can add that to this, right? Oh, yeah. And before I changed my diet, so I changed my diet back in 2012 after being very ill and became becoming interested between the link of how we eat and our health. I thought eating like this was just eating rabbit food. Mm. Like I thought it would be the saddest story and you should be nibbling a little food. Carrots and lettuce. Yeah, exactly. A few <laughs> like soggy bits of lettuce and yeah. a couple of crudités. <laughs> and I knew, and that's why it's called Deliciously Ella, was I knew from day one, I want to do this to help my health and there's no way I'm going to keep doing this and follow through on it if I don't enjoy it. And so that's my obsession right. with making things taste good. Because ultimately, as I was saying, like you can have great intentions, you can want to eat well, but when you feel like you're compromising day in, day out... You give up and that's why diets don't work. You know, there's a reason so 90% true. fail and it's because you're living in a state of consistent compromise. Yeah. And and that's why I also say like, this isn't me sitting here saying everyone should become plant-based. This is more plants for more people more of the time, like what you're doing mm. twice a week or do a batch cook that you make for your lunches when you're at work and what else are you going to have? Yeah. Um. So this is just more is more. Um, so let's talk about the fact that you and your husband run this business together. Yeah. Um, when did you meet and w- were you already professionally linked before it was romantic or was it? How did it work out? I know. Well, really, we were set up by our parents. Oh, an arranged yeah. marriage. So, so we've got an arranged marriage. 
um, which is quite funny. But um, and that was nine years ago this week, actually. And had you met Matthew before this kind of your parents decided to thrust you together? No, we'd grown up about 15 minutes apart okay. from each other. But he is, I would say eight, he'd say seven and a half years older than I am. <laughs> right. And so, um, you know, we'd had these parallel lives, but we'd never met. But our parents worked together every day oh. for, you know, 10 years or something. Right. So knew, And he knew my dad. And so that's how we got in touch. But within three weeks of being together, he'd quit his job to start the business together. <laughs> we were going to get a dog. We were living <laughs> together. And so you can only imagine like ima- you wow. know, the early bits. And the first thing we did in the business was we opened a cafe. So we were going to meet all these landlords and we were saying, we want to take out a lease. And they'd say, and how long have you guys been together? And you'd say, oh, about eight weeks. <laughs> like, okay. You could have lied. Yeah, not them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Anybody but, but them. I mean, the early days of a relationship are exciting and they move quickly, but they're also fraught with the potential to offend, realise that people aren't compatible and you're making all these discoveries. You were doing that at the same time as you were setting up a fledgling business. That's brave. It is bold. Yeah. When I look back on it, I I can't quite believe it. <laughs> but we don't know any differently, which is interesting. That's and I think true. our work is our life in so many ways. And like, don't get me wrong, like scaling a business is, is really difficult. And we've had really tough moments mm. and you feel the pressure and, and it's not fun. But even at that point, you still have this completely unspoken understanding of one another. And I think we've enabled each other to do so much more than we would ever have been able to do alone. You know, I feel so passionately about this mission, about helping people eat real food again, about swapping ultra processed food for more plants, more broccoli, more lentils, these simple everyday ingredients and elevating them and celebrating them. And I want to be out here and I want to be talking to you and I want to be maybe one person listens to this and thinks, you know what, I'm going to give that lemony pea and broccoli pasture a try. Maybe I could do a bit of it. And ultimately, he runs the business like he is the engine behind what we do. And he's really grown, you know, all the supermarket listings, our supply chain team. We've got almost 100 people. people, We've got our own factory now. We've got our office. We've got a restaurant in London and, you know, shipped to 40 countries around the world. Like it's a you know, it's a, it's a huge business. It's quite an operation yeah. now, and that's all him. And as a result of that growing, that opens up so many opportunities to drive the mission forward, the brand forward. So it is an amazing way of doing it. But it's nice, you know, when we were a startup, when you're a team of three or four people, of course. everyone has every job, so you're yeah. together all the time. And it is quite nice now. We have more autonomy, I guess, in our work, and it's a little bit more separated. That's phenomenal, though, to grow something. I mean, it's it's also only been maybe just over 10 years since you decided to physically change your relationship with food and eat more healthily. And isn't it funny that even a decade ago, the connection between eating healthy and feeling better or performing better wasn't even as connected as it is now? It wasn't connected at all. And honestly, I would do interviews like this and people would say, wait a second, sorry. You're telling me you think what we eat makes a difference to how we feel? I was like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I am. And there's a lot of evidence for it. And and people were sceptical, to mm. say the least, and, you know, very rude to, to go right, further. Okay. And I think it's really interesting because there has been this tipping point where the evidence is now so part of the mainstream. We see it on Netflix and we see it on podcasts. We see it in bestsellers all around the place where people are talking about this link between how we eat and how we feel and the rise of lifestyle-related diseases. Mm. And so I think the question, which is exciting in so many ways, has moved from does it matter what we eat? Should we change our diet? Should we try and eat more healthily? And what does that look like? And I think that's just eating more whole foods, eating more plants, eating less ultra-processed food. And that's pretty an unequivocal answer now. So now the question is how do we actually 
do it. And make it delicious and all those things. Exactly, because we live in a difficult food landscape where you go into, you know, almost any shop to buy things and you are confronted with almost entirely ultra processed Mm. food. And so it's really difficult to make healthy choices. Like in a way it's against the mainstream norm. And so I think... That's the bit that's going to be fascinating if we sat here 10 years from now to look at how that shifts now that we're all having these conversations. Even if you're not doing it, you're not sitting here thinking she's mad (laughs) well maybe you are maybe you are but no but but I know things are different yeah exactly well let's make a date 10 years from now at least let's sit down and have a conversation like this okay Uh, can you do the quick fire round before you go top of your head answer these questions what are you currently obsessed with oh what a question (laughs) could be an app could be a TV show could be something I'm actually obsessed with this person on Instagram who came up in my explore feed last week she's got eight children she's currently Mrs. America and she competed in the Miss uh, Miss World pageant 10 days after giving birth at home (laughs) surrounded by all her children in the middle of the kind of Midwest or something eight children yeah that's what I'm actually obsessed with okay (laughs) what an answer Uh, who's the most famous person in your phone Oh, gosh. No one, really. Oh, come on. Uh, probably, actually, do you know what? Joe Wicks, he's probably... Okay, yeah, Joe, yeah. yeah, yeah. We've had yeah. Joe on the show a good yeah, few times. He's a great a guy. One. Great guy. Amazing guy. Um, talking of food, go back to when you were about eight, okay? So in here, in Ireland, we call second class. I don't know what it would be called in okay. wherever you were in England. What was the name of the school you were in when you were about yeah, that year age? Three, year three. Year three? Year four. Well, and what was the name of the school? The Dragon. The Dragon was called? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> a cool name for a school. I know. It's good, isn't it? Uh, did you have a lunchbox that you brought food in or were you given a school lunch? We had school lunch and all I remember it was stuff like hot pot and it was like so slimy and so <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Definitely not what's an offer from Ellen now. And the final question I ask all your uh, all my guests, and forgive me for this one, but uh, I don't. So do you, Ella, wash your legs in the shower? Oh, like deliberately with shower down. Deliberately and actively. No. Thank you. Please don't judge me. No. Thank you for saying uh, you yeah, don't. No, I don't. That's why I tell all my guests that first, just in case they're a little bit embarrassed to admit it. This I is don't a safe do it. Space. It's a safe space. We don't wash our legs. Uh, listen, the book is called Healthy Made Simple. Uh, it is from Ella Mills, Deliciously Ella. Thank you so much for coming in today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Dave Moore. On Today FM. Podcast.